Hello and welcome to this episode of the SCTS Education Podcast. I'm Caroline Tulum, one of the cardiothoracic trainees from the Northwest Deanery. The idea for this particular episode came from Ahmed Abdul Salam, who's currently our aortic fellow at Liverpool Heart and Chest Hospital. He suggested we talk about the experience of left-handed trainees in cardiothoracic surgery and what a good idea it was. So what follows here today is a discussion with Ahmed himself, uh, as well as Debbie Harrington, who's a consultant, cardiac and aortic surgeon, and Alistair Marshall, who's an SCP, as well as one of our very own scrub nurses, Kate Burke, all of whom are left-handed. As a right-hander myself, I found this a very insightful uh, set of interviews to do, and I certainly had my eyes opened, as I hope all you listeners will too. I think this may prompt some discussion, and I'd be very interested to hear your feedback um, as to how we can think about optimising training in this particular area. So, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the SCTS Education Podcast. And on this particular episode, we're going to be talking about uh, being left-handed in surgery. And I've got with me three excellent examples of left-handedness <laughs> progressing in their careers. So we've got Alistair Marshall, who's our SCP here at Liverpool Heart and Chest Hospital. Uh, very experienced. How long have you been an SCP now for, Alistair? I've been an SCP for 25 years. 25 years, so a so lot of experience there. Okay. And Debbie Harrington, aortic and cardiac surgeon as well. Hello. <laughs> and Ahmed as well, who's our aortic fellow. <laughs> so um, today we're going to talk about being left-handed and I'm going to start off with some fun facts <laughs> about being left-handed. So, um, uh, so I've got that about... Um, 10 to 12 percent of people are left-handed in the general population um, with about 30 percent of people um, switching between their right and left hand but being more dominant than the right of that group um, I've got some famous left-handed people here to quote so we've got uh, Paul McCartney so Liverpudlian who is famously left-handed uh, Jimi Hendrix who taught himself to play the guitar the other way around left-handed yeah um, Oprah Winfrey, left-handed, yeah. excellent. Justin Bieber, also <laughs> left-handed. Yeah. Clearly in good yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Raphael Nadal, yeah, left-handed. Prince William, left-handed. Sir Isaac Newton, left-handed. I was starting to wonder if there were any right-handed people <laughs> who'd ever done anything. Yeah. Albert Einstein, left-handed. Yeah. Barack Obama, left-handed. Bart Simpson, left-handed, <laughs> yeah, and the reason that Bart Simpson is left-handed apparently is because Matt Groling, I think that's how you say his name, who is the, um, the, uh, the producer and the creator of The Simpsons, is left-handed, no so a lot of The Simpson characters are all left-handed, so there you go, <laughs> so some fun facts about being left-handed, and clearly there's a lot of people who've achieved an awful lot um, who are left-handed, so... I think I wanted to just start with is sometimes people have um, experienced some difficulties in um, careers with uh, left-handed, particularly in surgery, because a lot of our instruments are actually geared towards being right-handed. And as a right-hander, which I am, full disclosure, um, there is a, yeah, you, you sometimes it's not something that you realise all the time, and you can be blissfully ignorant about it. Um, so I just wondered if you can first of all say. If things things that you've experienced in general that are maybe more difficult for left-handers than right-handers that we just don't think about. What do you think, Alistair? Um, I, that's a very I think it's quite an interesting question because if you're a left-hander in a right-handed world, 
I would suggest you adapt very early on to using right-handed implements. Um, so within surgery, I had never come across a left-handed instrument until Miss Harrington started in the centre. Pioneer. Uh, and, and she brought her own instruments with her. Now for me, I can't actually use left-handed instruments in my left hand I, because I, I've been using right-handed instruments in my left hand for so long. Mm. I can't, the, the movements of my fingers doesn't take the ratchet off on the left-handers. Mm. So I have evolved into using right-handed instruments with my left hand. Mm. And I think, I think that's a curious thing because um, part of, of being a left-hander is we function in a right-handed world. So everything is handed to us in to, to the wrong space. Um, but we just naturally intercept and move things around. So it's not something that you consciously think about, I think, mm -hmm. from a personal perspective. I don't feel victimised. Mm -hmm. I just live in a right-handed world yeah. and I'm left-handed. And perhaps you have to come up with more creative solutions, which is also supposedly an advantage. <laughs> How about you, Debbie? So, okay, so I think uh, while we're operating, one of the big things is the position of the patient on the table and the bar. So we often find that the, uh, the bar between us and the anaesthetist is too low for us being left-handed. And so that's one of the big, big things is that we need, often need to move the bar further up towards the anaesthetist. And, and everyone's kind of got used to that now. Uh, so that's a big thing. Um, so the instruments, that, that is also a big thing. So uh, when I was a trainee, I did have problems to start with and uh, spoke to uh, several left-handed surgeons, mainly Simon Kendall in Middlesbrough and also Chris Young in London at St Thomas's. And basically they both said, you must have left-handed instruments. And I did eventually have left-handed instruments made and that did make a difference. Um, but actually here in Liverpool, we have... Uh, what we call boss needle holders, which are kind of like big castros, so they're um, uh, universal, really, uh, ambidextrous needle holders, and that actually, they're just as good, actually, so you don't actually need the left-handed ones all the time, uh, but I do use the left-handed ones for uh, a few bits and pieces, so they are, you, you definitely get more rotation, so you get better angles mm -hmm. uh, if you can use your dominant hand to its full extent, mm -hmm. so I, I think you, you do need to have appropriate instruments. And how did you find moving from using right-handed instruments to left-handed instruments? Oh, well, once you uh, learn to palm, then it's easy. So you need to be able to palm them, really, to get the full rotation. And I think once you can do that, uh, then that's then, then it's, 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 it was straightforward. And funnily enough, I had learned to palm with my right hand because I'd practised closing legs with my right hand. So that was another thing. When I was a an SHO many years ago, uh, a surgeon who should remain nameless basically said, oh, you're not going to be able to do this left-handed, you'll need to start learning to use your right hand. Mm -hmm. So I did get to a point where I could close legs right-handed, so I couldn't do finer things than that, I'm not completely ambidextrous, but I did, I was able to sort of open and close right-handed. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is helpful actually, it is helpful being a little bit more ambidextrous. Mm -hmm. And I think it's worth for us right-handed people trying to appreciate that actually if someone gave us a left-handed needle holder <laughs> and told us to close a leg using yeah. that, it might take more than a few goes to get it right. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> Just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it just shows an awful lot of dedication, I think, as well, to 
making sure that you get it right for, for left-handed trainees who have to deal with that. How about you, Ahmed? So when I started training, we I was lucky that my mentor was left-handed. So I got his full support. And uh, But the other thing was that I was never uh, exposed to left-handed instruments. Mm -hmm. So I always used, used the right-handed instruments mm -hmm. until now. So even when the scrub nurses offer me, when they found, find out I'm left-handed, they offer me a left-handed instrument, I say, no, I've never used them before. Mm -hmm. So this is one thing. The other thing is, um, of course, I found a little bit of uh, resistance from some people. So another surgeon who was supposed to be mentoring me in, in congenital heart surgery, who will remain nameless as well, <laughs> um, basically told me that you can't close a VSD with your left hand. Mm -hmm. And aborted helping me with the case because I was left-handed. And basically because she couldn't, she mm -hmm. told me after the case, I've never trained a left-handed surgeon, so I didn't know how to train you to close a VSD. And that's mm -hmm. one of the other problems with left-handed people is the mentorship. If your mentor or whoever is helping you as a junior doctor, mm -hmm. if if he or she is right-handed, mm. they will find it very stressful for them to help you because uh, you have cancelled one plus one equals two, mm. which is basically this stitch is taken left uh, uh, backhand from here to there. Yeah. And that's how they do it. And they want you to repeat that for their comfort. So they would be very confused about helping you because you do everything the other way around. Mm. And I think left-handed people as well in surgery, they need to do a lot of thinking outside the table mm -hmm. because if your helper or if your assistant is right-handed, you're on your own, mm. basically. You need to convey the comfort. You need to make them comfortable. Listen, I. I know what I'm doing in a nice way so that they can let you be but you need to be doing all the work outside theatres before you go in. Mm, yeah, There was um, uh, a paper that suggested that um, left-handed trainers were more comfortable training right-handed and left-handed um, trainees than right-handed trainers. And I wonder if that's because, as a right-handed trainer, you haven't necessarily had to think in quite the same way yeah. about how you're taking a stitch. Yes, we we do think about it, but perhaps not in the sort of in the the same context of doing it one way and then another way. You know, you feel mm -hmm. more confident with one way, and you you tend to stick with it. So, um, yeah, how how did you find when you were starting at SCP stuff with uh, when you were having to do things um, right-handed essentially? How did you find? Developed. Did you find any barriers to kind of getting started? Just no, it's, I've, I've always felt really supported mm -hmm. in my left-handedness, to be honest, even though I didn't realise it was an issue, mm -hmm. to be honest. I just used, uh, because obviously coming across surgical instruments as a left-hander, you just adapt mm -hmm. and, and your mind uh, and your movement changes mm -hmm. and you it, it just seemed like the thing to do. The only time that I really realised it was sort of an issue was when we had trainees coming through mm. and they would be sort of, you know, uh, I would be talking them through techniques and uh, and and sort of encouraging them to, to, to you know, uh, to do certain things in a certain way. 
and I remember a young man very quite a long quite a long time ago actually who who was a um, a junior surgeon telling me that he was offered his money back at a course because he was left-handed and the trainers told him they couldn't train him and they and he said he wasn't offended at all he just thought this needs to be sorted out and I actually I, I don't know whether that ever ever was sorted out but it just seemed a little bit peculiar um, that that uh, we have been around a long time left-handers. Yeah, so I think since like the beginning of time. Well, according, to the, according to the Google well, quite, search, I did. Quite, so, so <laughs> stone age instruments have been found that were primarily left. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. And that's the that's and the still curious not thing. To get <laughs> and I think that's the curious thing because if you're if you're if I mean obviously there's lots of research being done to show why you're left-handed and right-handed, and sort of you know how your brain develops and. And I think it's really interesting how uh, uh, certain things attract left-handers, you know, uh, uh, certain professions. Mm. Um, I do, I do find it quite interesting the fact that that some of these attitudes towards left-handedness are still uh, prevalent mm. in society. Um, you know, the idea of of us being a wrongan, which is a word that I often hear mm. in joking. People sort of say that jokingly. Um, uh, because it's not right, it's wrong. Mm. That and, and it, it, that is something that people do say, mm. um, and it, it's it's done as a, as a joke, but it actually is quite interesting how these things are continually perpetuated. Well, they are, and, um, if, and if that's something that's repeatedly told to you at a stage when you're you're just developing and just training, then that's that's going to be quite difficult to overcome. Like it, and that's alongside. All the other things you're told you're wrong about. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just, funny because as an SCP, yeah. as as somebody who essentially has evolved into my role over a long time, um, it it makes perfect sense for me to be left-handed, um, and it, I have to be honest, I found it I found it really liberating assisting left-handers, mm-hmm. um, even though I don't feel as though I do anything differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is quite a lot of fun mm. to be able to just uh, respond yeah. opposite as opposed to, you know, a, a, as a, a reflection rather than um, assisting a right hand. And, and that's what uh, a similar thing that uh, one of our scrub nurses, who hopefully I'll get to speak to as well, <laughs> as well um, said as well, that it's great having a left-handed surgeon yeah. to assist because loading needle holders and arranging your trays is just a pleasure compared to having to rethink everything all the time. So what sort of things do you think we can do to improve uh, training for people who are left-handed? I think Ahmed made a good point about thinking about how you're going to do something before you start because for the trainer, for a right-handed trainer, that that is an issue. And I think once they know that you can do something yourself, uh, once you set... So if if you're doing anything new, if you're doing anything complicated, you need to... I mean, this goes for right-handed people mm-hmm. as well. I think yeah. it's even more important for us as left-handed people. You just need to work out how you're going to do it, think about how you're going to do it before you start. Um, and I think if you've got that plan, then it's fine. There's there's no issue. So often we'll just do an anastomosis the other way around mm-hmm. from a right-handed person, mm-hmm. which is not difficult. Yeah. And, and many right-handed people do things different ways, actually. Absolutely. So not all right-handed people do everything the same way. Uh, and what we do is stitching circles in the end. Uh, there is another thing. Occasionally, it's helpful to do things from the other side of the table. I mean, sometimes we do find, don't we, that 
uh, if you're finding something difficult, for example, occasionally a difficult um, circumflex stitch or you know a difficult stitch around the back of the left side of the heart, or or, or uh, perhaps in a, a an aortic case, it, it might be easier actually to just go around the other side of the table. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, you can you can see better from there, can't you? And that's always a thing to bear in mind actually, yeah. is that sometimes you can see better from the other side. I don't routinely do that. The only thing I routinely do from the other side of the table is opening redos, actually, that's the other thing, because I, I do use my left hand for that, so I do go around the other side of the table for that. But, you know, so do a, a lot of people, you know. Yeah. I, I, it will go around both sides mm. to check. Yeah. And so I, when I started opening and closing the chest and cannulating, uh, I used to do it from the left side of mm -hmm. the chest, and that was how I was trained in the beginning. But yeah. then I came across patients who needed a lima and their left radio. So I couldn't open and then uh, harvest, I mean, open the chest from the left side. So I had to teach myself how to do it from the other side of the table, which mm -hmm. is the right side of the table. Um, there are things, of course, for a redo, I would definitely open mm -hmm. from, from the left side of the chest because the right side of the heart would be just in front of mm -hmm. me. And that's quite uh, sensible, mm -hmm. I mean, logical to do that because you can, it's better to dissect what, what's in front of you than what's... Uh, just underneath. Um, there are uh, very well-known uh, challenging things that we do as left-handers, like for example a very famous thing is the PDA anastomosis, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is uh, the talk for all left-handed uh, uh, people. Mm -hmm. um, I personally think that aortic surgery is uh, more enjoyable as a left-handed person. Mm -hmm because everything is in front of you and you go from from uh, from the left to the right side um, so comparing uh, what we do and for anastomosis in for example uh, arch anastomosis compared to the right hand view i think that it is more and it would be more enjoyable to be left-handed as an aortic surgeon than a right hand mm -hmm. There you go, aortic yeah, surgery for left-handers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue. <laughs> so, uh, instruments, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you. Do you think, realistically, we should be having left-handed instruments in every trust that's doing cardiothoracic surgery, um, so that people have got the option uh, for both? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should, definitely. Yeah. I think left-handed people should have the option to use left-handed instruments. Yeah. And if you start early on with them, then it'll be easier. Mm. Well, it, it's a curious thing, isn't it? Because it, we are a minority. Mm. Um, but but in saying that, um, if in any other walk of life, if uh, if you didn't provide uh, um, the correct equipment, uh, then that would be seen as uh, and a, and a, it's a it's a word that I don't want to use, but I'm going to use it anyway. Mm. It would be seen as discrimination. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I don't want to turn it into a thing, mm. but it's a curious thing. Because left-handedness isn't a, it, it's something, it's not a choice, is it? You just are left-handed. Mm. Um, uh, and for that question to be asked means that we're not quite hitting it. Yeah. Um, so they should exist. Left-handed instruments should exist for left-handed people in surgery. Yeah. I, I, one of the things that I came across was um, if you're operating with your non-dominant hand, then potentially that's less safe as well for patients mm. um, and so therefore we go to such extents to make sure that patients are as safe as possible and that mm. are operating as safe, as safe as possible that surely giving a surgeon the correct instruments to optimize their performance 
should be something we wouldn't even question. That, that that's that's my interpretation from what what I've seen. Um, and and actually, you're talking about an investment in people's career. It's not necessarily just, and it's not just one person. These are instruments that can be used, obviously, for everybody who's left-handed that comes through the trust. So uh, I would have thought, actually, from a, the basic point of patient safety, let alone the fact there is an element of discrimination to it, really, um, that yeah, they should be available in every trust, and, and at least that's one less thing that would hopefully prevent people uh, with their creative left-handed brains uh, from coming <laughs> into cardiac surgery. Thoracics and thoracic surgery. Sorry, I haven't represented them fully here yet. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, now, Debbie, you had to buy your own um, left-handed. Well, so the trust I trained in, it did buy some instruments for me, but they wouldn't let me take them away, so they remained there. Um, so when I uh, came to Liverpool, I did. I had first came with the Ethicon Fellowship, so I actually used some of the Ethicon money to buy some instruments. Um, so yes, they were. I did buy them because uh, they are quite expensive actually and they have mm. to be made especially mm -hmm. and it takes quite a long time to make them as well um, mm. so they have to be ordered you can't just buy them they have to be ordered and made specially um, and I think there's only one company making them at the moment in Germany as well so they, it's quite a big deal sounds, actually it sounds ridiculous mm. actually when you, when yeah. you say that it sounds <laughs> yeah. ridiculous yeah they make them out of so, unicorn yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes absolutely they're specialised forged <laughs> Yeah. In my mind, I would have thought you just have another mold, <laughs> left-handed instruments. So I didn't realise. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't realise mm -hmm. it, yeah. it would be quite as rare. So, to go. Uh, so yes, yeah. and so some of them have been replaced actually since I've been here. So mm -hmm. uh, they have now. Uh, yeah, the trust sort of has taken it on, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, we're still. Uh, yeah, we're still in a minority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what do you have your own instruments, Ahmed, or are you thinking? No, but yeah. uh, when I started using the boss, which is another thing, I think the boss needle open needs to be in every uh, card. That's a good, very because good it's point, a very yeah. comfortable yeah. instrument for yeah. all left hand for left handed and yeah. right handed mm -hmm. people. Uh, so I use that for everything basically. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't, uh, I don't struggle. So um, the use of the normal needle holder for me is basically gone because I use the boss needle holder for everything. Mm -hmm. But I agree that um, when trainees start, they need to be looked after in terms of what hand they want to use. They need to be uh, reassured because I can imagine I was trained by a left-handed uh, mentor, mm -hmm. so I didn't have this problem. But I now, during this conversation, I imagine a new trainee going into cardiac surgery and they're left-handed. And of course, in the beginning, they'll get, you're left-handed, oh. Which is a joke, yeah. but yeah. for a new person yeah. going into cardiac surgery yeah. and having to use a right-handed instrument, uh, I think that would be very stressful, and it will reflect on the training. Yeah, puts a lot of pressure on somebody. Exactly. Who, so, just starting so out. they need to have all the support that they can uh, get mm. in terms of uh, instruments and training, etc. I don't know if they should uh, develop a training program or uh, have uh, left-handed trainers mm. uh, to train uh, left-handed uh, trainees or not. But it is an uh, an issue that need that can that can improve. I think from kind of looking through these sort of some of the the data and some of the um, the issues that people have had, uh, it, it does seem nonsensical to me now <laughs> that, that that this is not something that's been sorted out many times previously. I know people have tried, so the Middlesbrough group mm. um, 
uh, including mm. Claire Burdett and Simon Kendall and Joe Joe Dunning, have released um, some YouTube videos which sort of go through um, some of the ways you can perform things left-handed and give some really useful tips for people. And they've also published some papers on this and we'll put some links up to those as well. Um, but I do, I do think that one of, this, uh, one of the issues kind of comes down to just maybe thinking about how we operate in a slightly different way. And actually, rather than having it, you, you, you stitch from this side to this side, it should be component parts rather than being direction. Because you're quite right that right-handed people do it in lots of different mm. ways. I've seen, mm. I've seen anastomosis one way and oh, another totally. way on backhand and forehand, and uh, uh, let alone whether the, the surgeon's left or right-handed. So mm. I, I actually think that if we think about it in, in terms of component parts, and maybe we need to think about doing some, you know, setting up some training for that, for both right-handed people teaching left-handed and vice versa, mm -hmm. just so that it's much more universal, mm -hmm. um, because it does seem to be a ridiculous barrier that's put up for people, and it does seem like a barrier. Um, uh, so, definitely. So, have you got any hints and tips for any left-handed trainees, SCPs, as well as uh, as well as surgical trainees coming through? That one might. Um. T tips and tricks. Mm. I, you'd be patient. <laughs> You've got to be patient with yourself and practice. Yeah. Um, and th that is the key. Mm. Uh, um, I think that's the key for surgery anyway. You know, practice, practice, practice makes mm. perfect. And that's how you remain safe. And um, But don't be put off um, by comments about, well, I can't do that, or you can't do that, or you can't do it that way. Um, I think you have to be a little bit more forthright if you're left-handed um, uh, because you know as I say I, I'd, I'd been operating quite a long time before I came across Miss Harrington who was the first left-handed surgeon I'd ever worked with mm. um, and that seems a little bit peculiar because uh, and I have to be honest I'd never felt um, that, I, that I'd uh, changed to where I respond mm -hmm. but but when you actually realize that, that oh right yeah well I do do that and I that is a right-handed technique, but I use my left hand for that. Then you realise that that sort of you know, that you have been trained by right-handers. So I think there's definitely room and scope for that opportunity for left-handed people to be trained mm. um, and encouraged, and sort of you know be put with left-handers because mm. they actually think that that potentially is is another way to do it. You know, to mm. actually sort of left-handers to train left-handers yeah to sort of match people up yeah yeah I think, definitely yeah I think it's probably good to give people a bit of a head start with that mm -hmm. rather than starting off on the back foot with someone sighing at you across the table <laughs> that, you know for example I think it's a good idea to plan what you're going to do and you know so that you're not doing it straight away during the case you know to have thought about it beforehand and discussed it the trainee with the trainer so that they they know how they're going to do something mm -hmm. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's a good way to do it and also the instruments is a key thing, so they need to have appropriate instruments, whether it be boss needle holders or um, you know, left-handed ones. I think I think that is a key thing. Mm -hmm. So after uh, I was told that I couldn't close a BSZ because I'm left-handed, mm -hmm. I closed twenty after that. There you go, people. Without, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I never felt. I mean, what my advice to left-handed trainees is: you have to your you have to embrace it, you have to be proud of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to do a little bit of extra work. Mm. And But when you get to a point uh, a few years down your training, you have to have something in your mind that you have to look after your trainer. I mean, you have to um, make them trust you. Mm. 
-hmm. in what you do because they won't be able to fully have control over what you do and details even if they were helping you. Mm -hmm. So you need to convey uh, a message so that they can trust you in what you do and that needs you to be thinking about things at home mm -hmm. and outside uh, theatres mm -hmm. about how to do things. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Super. Thank you very, very much for joining me Thank to talk you. about this. And I really hope that it's something that we can hopefully improve for other people and think about a bit more in the future. Anyway, thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. I'm joined by Kate Burke, who is one of our scrub staff. Um, and how long have you been a scrub nurse for now? Eight years. Eight years. So has got plenty of experience of working in cardiac surgery. And have you always worked in cardiac surgery as well, Kate? Um, started off in thoracic, but then over to cardiac. And Kate is left-handed. Um, so I, what I wanted to speak to her about is what it's like being left-handed as a scrub nurse. Um, what your experiences are. When I first started as a scrub nurse, I was newly qualified. Mm -hmm. So I learned right from the beginning, mm -hmm. even down to the scrub technique, mm -hmm. everything brand new. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really an issue with all that learning because mm -hmm. that's all the same. Mm -hmm. So then I started in thoracic. And I never really noticed it to be that much of an issue mm -hmm. in thoracic because mm -hmm. the instruments are chunkier, mm -hmm. it was mostly vats. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, the only thing I noticed in thoracic was I struggled to open the right handed needle mm -hmm. holders with my left hand. Yeah. So I kind of adapted and was doing things with both hands. Mm -hmm. So for me to pass something with my left hand to a surgeon mm -hmm. who wants it in his right hand, it's quite difficult because mm -hmm. we're close, we're too close. I so I was kind of learning to do a little bit of both because otherwise I was knocking hands with the surgeons all the time mm -hmm. and it's quite tricky. Mm -hmm. So I kind of developed it that way in thoracic and then when I got maternity leave, come back, went into cardiac mm -hmm. and that's when I really noticed mm -hmm. the difference, especially with the way you hand the needle holders. That was the main thing. Mountain. Mm -hmm. The smaller sutures, the finer sutures, rather than just big number one vitals, when you start get down to the five O's, the six O's, the seven O's, mm -hmm. I found it a lot more difficult mm -hmm. to do because it was finer. As an example for me passing a left-handed, say, a boss needle holder mm -hmm. with any suture on, if I was passing it with my left hand like that, the surgeon was banging hands with me to get it yeah. because he's getting it on that side. So I was kind of... Bending, me. I tried a few different things. I was kind of like bending my hand round the other way, so mm. I was doing it at the back of my wrist rather than the front. And then I did kind of try and train myself to do it right-handed, but I've never had complaints from a surgeon yeah. like keep passing that wrong. Mm -hmm. I think it's more myself. Mm -hmm. You just want it to be smooth. Obviously, the surgeon is concentrating inside the chest. They're just holding the hand out as long mm -hmm. as it goes in the hand the correct way. I don't. I think it was more an issue for me, yeah. thinking, oh, do I want to be banging hands with them, or, yeah. or I don't want to be giving them it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I enjoy working with Miss Harrington mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. because everything's just normal for me then mm -hmm. because I can do a left-handed needle holders no problem. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to remind me I'm still left-handed like she does with others. I just, I feel as though for me it takes me longer to learn things and what it does a right-handed person but that might just be me and I, I, in, in terms of like it took me a long time to get the whole forehand backhand with the sutures but you know what if the forehand and backhand 
is not your forehand, no. not your backhand, yeah. because that's the thing when um, when you're assisting someone who's not the same handedness if you like. Because yeah. if if I'm going for something that's forehand, it I think I think that would be backhand on the left handed. So so actually, it's it is it's opposite. forehand and backhand. It's just yeah. a different forehand yeah. and backhand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I did struggle with that for a long time. Mm. A long time. There's um, I think to be fair, I think there's only me scrub nurse wise yeah. that is left-handed. And how many scrub nurses do we have? I think, I think we've it. got about thirty yeah. altogether. So, fives and sixes. So I was saying to the the guys before that it's like the incidence of left-handedness is supposed to be like ten percent or a little bit over that. Yeah. So so it seems that like it you know not not fully representative mm-hmm. like, have you come across anyone who's who's like not done things because they were le- left-handed or they found it was a problem or no yeah. no not really it's just mm. i just feel personally for me it's been a bit more of a struggle and i have to i have to think a bit more about yeah. when i'm passing instruments if it's a surgeon that i'm comfortable with that i work with all the time yeah. it's fine if it's someone that i haven't worked with before I'm conscious of how because another thing left-handed or right-handed <laughs> surgeons take the instruments off you differently they yeah, don't all take them yeah, off you the same yeah. and that's regardless of if they're left or right-handed yeah. some of them will put their arm out underneath some of them will put their arm out flat so you have to kind of get used to that yeah and I'm trying to get used to how I'm passing some of us will as well. ask for the instrument that we don't mean yeah so you do have to get used to it but after a few minutes, you know, yeah, how and where, which way they want it, but it's just an extra thought process for me to go yeah. right. I'm gonna pass it that way, or and when you you were saying that you when you set up the trays that sometimes it's a bit mm-hmm. different in like the ordering. So, I will put them in a way for me to pick them up with my left hand and pass mm-hmm. them around to the surgeon, whereas the other girls will have them facing a different way. Oh. So if somebody takes over from me, they're like, oh God, Kate's been here. <laughs> so they have, to, uh, they have to have five minutes to arrange it back to themselves. However, if I take over from someone else, I can just leave it. Yeah, uh, because you can do it both ways. It doesn't ways. bother me. Yeah. So you have a, a acquired yeah. like double skills, really. Yeah. You it know? doesn't bother me. Yeah. The setting up is different mm-hmm. and the scissors. Yeah. I always struggle with the scissors. Oh. Cutting suit. If I'm asked yeah. to cut a suit, yeah. Yeah, you're right. We don't sort of have left-handed scissors, do we? No. Hmm. Yeah. I struggle with cutting the lines. Yes, the shears. The shears, yeah. because they're wrong. Yeah. I'm doing it back to front. Oh, that's a really good point. Because yeah. one of the perfusionists, when I very first came over to cardiac and I started yeah. taking the lines on my own, mm. one of the perfusionists said to me, would you like me to go through that with you? Because you look like you're really struggling. And I was like, do you know I'm left-handed? <laughs> she did show me a much better technique of dividing the lines, which mm-hmm. really suited me. Yeah. So it did help. Yeah. yeah. She took me in the pump room and just showed me and it worked. Mm. I have to leave more space between mm-hmm. the two line clamps when right. I'm cutting, dividing the lines. Yeah. Because if I do them too close and there's too much pressure in it, I'm not, my hand's not strong enough to cut them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes we have a bit of square yeah, to say yeah, line coming yeah. out, but it's fine. Because <laughs> they, they are tough to cut. Even with, actually, even using the shears, the you know, in your right hand when they're right-handed, are quite, are not easy to use. I, so, I do yeah, have left-handed scissors at home. Yeah, but I can use both. Mm. I know that when I was talking to Alistair, he was saying that um, basically left-handers are operating within a right-handed world. Yeah. So you learn to adapt as best you, you can and you kind you of get used to using things so that when it comes to things that are you know are maybe even more adapted to right-handed you, you just kind of get on with it and, that's yeah. true 
That's true, you do. Because mm-hmm. you haven't got another option, so mm-hmm. you kind of do. And I think I've just built up a strength in both hands now to be able to open yeah. left and right-handed needle holders. Yeah. <laughs> but you just... I think it's, it's only really when I sit down and talk to you about the things mm-hmm. what I've struggled with, I mm-hmm. think, oh, maybe that is because of being left-handed and I've had to think about it a bit more or... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I d- I d- it's difficult to know, isn't it? I think, yeah. um, I think when it comes to all the fine instruments anyway, I think it's quite tricky, like, loading them yeah. all up and stuff. Yeah. But when you talk about all the... Um, all the forehand and backhand stuff yeah. I can see how that would be yeah. like a, a real sort it of thing that would just struggle. just more, more because actually you are loading it forehand you yeah. are loading it backhand it's yeah. just you know because I was thinking today actually because I was operating with Debbie today and I was actually thinking of how she was doing the how she would do a backhand and how I would do a backhand yeah. and I thought I was trying to think how I would load something for her to do that particular stitch and that was it was it was stressful like my brain wasn't coping <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need, so, to, I need to really have a go at it. So even though mm. she has a left-handed needle holder, mm. you're still mounted backhand. Right. But backhand for a right-handed person. So that's forehand for her. So now you've lost me and I fully appreciate. <laughs> wow. What, what we yeah. can do, we can get a few sutures yeah. and I can show I you. Think, I, I think it would be nice to have some sort of workshop with lots of people yeah. kind of right-handed and left-handed kind yeah. of thinking. Oh, yeah. Because it's really important that we're... We, like that if I you know if the future I'm a trainer if I get hurt the left-handed trainee I need to be d- just as able to train course, them as, as a right-handed person and I was really lucky when I first came here my mm-hmm. mentor and mm-hmm. taught me how to scrub from the beginning mm-hmm. was also left-handed oh, that's to show somebody is also a bit challenging mm-hmm. I just feel as though you've got to think about it more yes. rather than just doing it the way you do it yes yeah you just have to take a bit more time and be a bit more conscious of is that the right way for them yeah yeah uh, it's, it's a common theme what you're saying yeah all the things you're saying about um it just having to think things through like one step and then another step so you're accommodating for yourself but then you're accommodating for somebody else yeah. and then, whereas whereas actually most of, if you're right-handed you've got the advantage that most of your default is straight to straight to somebody else's default yeah. and you don't have to go through that extra processing mm-hmm. and i think that's the main difference and it would be nice if hopefully we can make things a bit easier oh well thank you very much okay. Well, thank you so much to Debbie, Alistair, Ahmed and Kate for joining me on this podcast. It's been really interesting and I'd really like to hear your ideas on this subject. So please rate and review the podcast if you possibly can. And if there's any comments you'd like to leave, please do. Also, you can contact us on the email address, which is sctseducationpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time.